across the road, pecking gravel in the noonday sun. Shaking her tail like the queen of the yard, not minding anyone. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us today here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up on today's program, we talk with Kevin Black, the president of Credence Energy Services, about their growth in the Bakken. They're hiring, folks. They've got some new positions they're hiring for, so we talked to Kevin Black about those as well as their growth that's happening down in the Permian Basin. They've added a new servant of acidizing, and boy, is it taking off like hotcakes. I'd like to know when hotcakes took off like that, but you know what? They, I'm sure they did at some point, because Kevin Black and Credence Energy Services are doing that with the hotcakes, otherwise known as acidizing services. Terrible transition, I know. That's why we love this weekend review stuff, because we kick back a little bit. We kind of have a little bit of laid-backness here on the weekend review. Kevin Black, Credence Energy Services, coming up in just a bit. Also, Joey Brown with the Permian Basin Hiring Event. They've got a hiring event coming up May 30th, Williston, North Dakota, the Raymond Center. She talks about the past shows and what to look forward to this year's show. Joey Brown with Permian Basin Hiring Events. They have a Bakken hiring event. They're coming up from the Permian because that's how much activity is going on in the Bakken and the Permian Basin. Also, Terry Edom energy writer for the BOE Report and the author of The End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity. Talks about the religion of environmentalism and some of the tactics used by extremists. He explains the theme of his book and how the environmental movement is causing more harm than good on the planet. Plus, we have our weekly Davis Refinery update coming up in just a moment or two. All that plus much more on today's episode of the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Crude Life Week in Review. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spees, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spees. Welcome back to the Food Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Crude Life Week in Review. At this time, we normally talk to William Prentice or some other representation from the Meridian Energy Group in the Davis Refinery, or maybe one of the subcontractors or a local official, maybe somebody from the North Dakota Health Department. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on just with the media and the Davis Refinery. As many of you know, the Davis Refinery will be built in Belfield, North Dakota. Belfield is close to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. So, so much of what's been going on is environmentalism. And study after study that has been done consistently favors and validates the information that the Meridian Energy Group and the engineers and the scientists and everybody has come up with in order to build a state-of-the-art refinery. So, this refinery, 49,500 barrels per day, is going to be producing hmm, something as, I don't know, 
800 mm gallons a year of a refined product. So it's going to create a lot of solutions out there, whether we're talking about more trucks off the road, whether we're talking about safety. This refinery is going to create a lot of solutions for problems that currently exist. For example, there will be a study coming out very shortly. It's already out. They're just writing the executive papers, and I, I think it might even be released. Uh, it was not released at the time that we recorded this. They were just getting it back, but I talked to some of the people involved. There's a study out that the amount of cars that go through Theodore Roosevelt National Park far exceeds anything that the oil and gas community is doing. So we need to talk about reality here, folks. So that's where I want to set the table a little bit when I talk about Meridian Energy Group, the Associated Press, the Bismarck Tribune, and their recent talk on the Davis refinery because it's just kind of a back and forth. And, and here's, here's what happens is Meridian Energy Group has to pay a lot of people a lot of money to keep things going every single month. So they're, by, by going another year with attorneys and red tape, et cetera, this is costing them money. So this is, this is holding up progress. This is holding up jobs. This is, so there are things that are happening here. This is, this is not political talk. This is just kind of what's already happened. So when you're a year behind schedule uh, because of red tape and, and um, political activism, that's the new norm. That's the new norm. And that's difficult to, to really get behind. But let's, let's just talk about, a little bit about this recent Bismarck Tribune article and the Associated Press article on the Davis refinery and the ongoing legal challenges that Meridian faces. So um, Meridian has been consistently and has successfully met all the legal challenges to date. Now, I've done a weekly interview with somebody involved in this project and consistently they are meeting the deadlines and they are meeting all of the legal challenges. So there are a number of things that should be pointed out here. The citing review that the opponents of the Davis refinery want the Public Service Commission to perform has already been performed by the Billings County Planning Commission and the Board of Commissioners. This comprehensive review resulted in a unanimous decision by the commission. So they approved Meridian Energy Group's rezoning and conditional use back in July of 2016. Okay, so that's, been, that's how long this has been going on here. So many of the true environmentalists have expressed their sincere gratitude for the efforts taken by the Meridian Energy Group because of the amount of investments for the industry and industry uh, emission controls, et cetera. So it's important to note that the Davis emissions will be considerably less then, as I mentioned, this new study that's coming out with the traffic in the Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which generates more than 11 times the CO2 emissions and eight times the NOx emissions yearly on an average than the Davis refinery is, is projected to put out. So the Davis refinery, we're talking about a state-of-the-art crude oil refinery that will be sited approximately 150 acres in Billings County, so there's good bufferage acres as well. It's going to be east of the Freiburg Rail Facility in Belfield, North Dakota, which is the heart of the Bakken, and they're looking at 49,500 barrels a day. That's what's going to happen here. So the property is in close proximity to oil and gas pipelines, the major transportation highways, 
The railroad runs right through the refinery site. So there, this was well thought out, this location. So you're, you're talking about offloading, refining fuels, feedstock, a lot of different things. As I mentioned, this is actually going to take vehicles off the road. So this refinery not only is going to reduce air emissions, it's actually going to help in other ways too. The ripple and the impact on this is, is amazing. So um, I just wanted to opine and editorialize a little bit. I saw this brouhaha and kerfuffle going back and forth with the Associated Press and the uh, Bismarck Tribune and Meridian Energy Group. And we've been covering this for several years, almost two, three years here with a weekly Davis refinery because this refinery will be written about in history books. This is the type of things our children and children will read about in history books in the Bakken because they are setting the bar for the global energy standard. In fact, they just announced a Permian refinery as well coming up. So Meridian Energy Group has got some great things going on. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that for this week's Davis Refinery. All right. This is uh, the Week in Review here, the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. And check out thecrudelife.com for more information, our exclusive interviews, and all of our social media pages. We're also on the YouTubes, so check us out, thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Week in Review. Now you're running on a thin line through a frozen void. No feeling in your fingers. You are the queen of a midnight run Eleven years of dark to taste the sun Yeah, radio and dashboard lights Back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services. Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services. Perfect. All right. Thank you for joining us here today. we got Kevin Black with us, president of Credence Energy. You're still the president, aren't you, or did they move you to some other role? They haven't bumped me yet. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of times the president's the, you know, dishwasher and bottle cleaner. So, um, <laughs> we so, wear, we wear a lot of hats. So speaking of that, wearing a lot of hats, uh, you guys are expanding into Texas and you're also hiring in the Bakken. That's got to be some really good news coming into 2019. Yeah, we're really excited. 2019 has kicked off at a pretty fast pace, especially now that the weather has uh, gotten out of the, the negatives, which is, I'm sure everybody's happy about that, but yeah, we've expanded to the Permian. We're, we're certainly thrilled to be down there, but, uh, back home here in the Bakken, uh, we're as busy as ever and we are, we're looking to grow our team right now. And so we're looking for some great candidates who are, are interested in, you know, working hard and being a team player. And, um, we're looking to bring those types of folks here on, on the Credence team. Let's talk about your hires a little bit. Uh, specifically do you know kind of what what you guys are looking for in terms of is it an office manager is it a field operator just talk to me a little bit about the duties responsibilities and you know just basically go ahead and say, say what, what do they call that i have an, a resume what's a reverse resume a want ad there you go do a want ad for us <laughs> you bet well we're looking for highly motivated uh 
men and women who, uh, who if they have experience in the oil field, that's really great. Um, but it's not actually required. Um, specifically, though, this job is going to be we're looking for delivery drivers and what we call treater truck drivers, very similar to um, uh, like a hot oil uh, driver position. Um, we're also looking for service technicians. And these all these roles are really field-based roles. So uh, we're looking for individuals who enjoy working outside, um, uh, people who are, again, highly motivated. Um, we, are, we are willing to train people who are willing to learn. Um, and probably more important than any credential or degree is, is just a positive attitude and willing to be part of a team and contribute to a team. And those are the types of people we want at Credence. Anytime I hear hot oil driver, I automatically think of uh, CDL licenses and special yes. things like that. Um, talk to me about these jobs and if any of these special requirements are needed. And if you guys are hiring of ones that don't, it sounds like you guys are willing to train. So it's, it's some flexibility, huh? That's right. And thanks for that question, Jason. Um, these positions will require uh, a CDL. Uh, we would prefer a class A, but um, there are positions that uh, a class C or B will work. Um, again, if you don't have those credentials, we are willing to train and put you through those programs and help you get your CDL. Um, and you also have to be able to get your hazmat as well and uh, have a clean driving record. So clean driving record um, gets you the, the CDL, um, and if you have it, that's even better already. Are there any other positions you guys are hiring for right now, or is it just pretty much those ones that you're looking for? Right now, we're mainly looking for the professional driving positions. And how about down in the Permian? You mentioned expansion. Uh, are you guys just opening up an office down there? Are you already down there? Talk to me about the move. <clears throat> yeah, so we, uh, we have a facility and a yard down in Texas. Um, we have a team set up uh, down there, so... Uh, we're really just uh, dipping our toe in the water, so to speak, but we anticipate things to get off to a quick start down there as well. Well, for those folks in Texas that might not be familiar with you and perhaps are listening via the technological wave of the Internet or maybe they're driving up in the five-state radio region that we have, but uh, talk to us a little bit about your services, what you do, what kind of customers that you guys are looking for. Uh, give yourself a little bit of an introduction for those Texas folks who may not know you. Yeah, you bet. So Credence is uh, an oil and gas production chemical company. Uh, the best way to think of what we do is we're like the doctors and the pharmacists of the oil field. Uh, we specialize in uh, mineral scale uh, remediation and prevention, as well as corrosion prevention. Uh, those are really the two areas we focus in. And down in Texas specifically, we've we started up our mineral scale deposition uh, remediation program, otherwise known as acidizing. Uh, that's a fancy way of, of talking about acidizing services. So uh, that is what we're focusing on uh, right now in the Permian. Uh, but over time, we'll be transitioning into offering a, a full suite of production chemicals as well. What's acidizing services? So uh, wells over time uh, produce, well, they produce three things, oil, water, and gas. And over time, uh, the water, which is packed with minerals, those minerals have a tendency to precipitate out onto the pipe. Um, much like if you never were to clean your uh, drain on your shower, that white scum will build up over time. That, that's a scale deposit, essentially. 
the same thing will happen in an oil well to the point where the pipe will actually completely plug off and you won't be able to produce that pipe. Um, we've developed really a one-of-a-kind uh, pumping system that can go out to these wells and very safely and very efficiently um, pump down a, a blend of different products to actually dissolve that mineral scale and remove it from the pipe and return that well to production. Tell you, some of the technology you guys are coming up with out in the field is amazing. Um, how many products are you guys slinging around over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we have really an endless uh, number of, of chemistries, different chemistries that, figured as much. that we sell. Um, yeah, the, the formulations, are, that's one advantage we have is that we can very quickly respond to the needs of our customers and adjust our formulations to the specific problems that we see in the, in, in, on a particular well. That's given us a huge advantage to be um, very solution-driven and, and, like I said, very responsive because in the oil field, time is money. And uh, that's that's how we've built our whole business model around is, is make, providing high-quality and quick solutions to our customers. I suppose that kind of – people forget that. Uh, a lot of this stuff has to be really specific to every – you know, square foot out there. It can change that quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, while there's certain um, common themes across the oil field from a from a chemical analysis perspective, each well is different, um, and each well can have its own set of challenges. Um, and it's really important to have um, essentially the adaptability to be able to respond accordingly to what that well needs. And with our lab in Williston, we are we are able to have a very quick turnaround time in terms of analyzing the the brine properties, and then from there modeling that that brine to predict the corrosion scale tendencies. And this is getting very probably boring and technical, but at the end of the day, it allows us to make sure we are get, getting a custom solution to the customer. And at the end of the day, preventing wells from failing and optimizing their production. Kevin Black, President, Credence Energy Services. Kind of wrapping up here a little bit, unless there's anything else that uh, we wanted to chat about. We wanted to get you on the horn, talk about your expansion into Texas. And, of course, we heard you guys were growing so so much, we had to hear about your new hires. So uh, just kind of wrapping up a little bit here, give you the final word. Anything we missed, anything you want to reiterate, just kind of the uh, floor is yours, sir. Yeah, well, thanks again, Jason, for having me on your program. Um, again, we are we're it's very exciting time I think to be in the oil field right now, and we're we're thrilled to be what we're doing what we're doing at Credence. But to do that, we need a great team, and uh, we have a great team already. But that team needs to grow. And so, if there's anybody out uh, in Western North Dakota who uh, is looking to join a fast-paced company, um, a very team-oriented company. If you've got an appetite to learn and contribute, um, we're looking for exactly those types of people. Again, we are hiring uh, delivery driver positions. They're CDL, Class A, B, and C positions with hazmats. If you have those credentials, that's great. If you don't, we're willing to train. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're looking for great individuals, and uh, we're hiring. So please visit our website, www dot credence dash energy dot com and click on the careers link and you can apply there to listen to the full-length interview with kevin black with credence energy services visit the crude life dot com that's the crude life dot com 
Once again, that was Kevin Black, the president of Credence Energy Services. To listen to other interviews or to check out our social media pages, check out thecrudelife.com and click on the social media page. We're on Twitter, YouTube, all those different Facebook pages as well. 350,000 energy enthusiasts follow our Crude Life Media Network social media pages. Check out thecrudelife.com and click on the social media pages. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Week in Review. This week, we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Apartment to apartment, state to state, and it doesn't really matter where I go. There's only one place I could call my home. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, we talk with Joey Brown with the Permian Basin Hiring Events about a Bakken event May 30th in Williston, North Dakota. Joey Brown, Bakken Hiring Events. Joey Brown with the Bakken Hiring Events. First of all, does anybody ever call you downtown Joey Brown? No, they don't. Uh, well, we might have to <laughs> incorporate that nickname. Who knows? I mean, we're, we're, not, yeah. we're not quite the nickname sta- status yet. If I don't know you that well, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, we got a. Uh, you reason. never know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, we got an event coming up. That's why we're checking in with Joey Brown, downtown Joey Brown, about the oil and gas hiring event coming up May thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. It's going to be held from ten a.m. to six p.m. And I believe it's in Williston, North Dakota. Is that correct? That is correct. It's at the Raymond Center at a thousand two Eleventh Street West in Williston. So we're talking about the Raymond Center in Williston, North Dakota, May 30th. Describe this event for me a little bit. Well, first of all, I, is, it, is it a 
companies are going to be there. Talk to me about the companies. I imagine that's what it is. The companies reach out to you and you, you give them some booth space and then it's the people, the public comes in. Is that what this is? That is correct. So it's May 30th from 10 to 6. Um, and it's a multi-company oil and gas hiring event. So <clears throat> the companies reach out to us and yes, they get booth space. Um, and then, and we register them. And then uh, on May 30th is when all the job seekers come from all over and um, meet with all the hiring managers or company representatives <clears throat> at those booths and with those companies. Usually companies that are looking for hirees have a pretty good success rate at these in the past. Um, I, I don't know if you follow your numbers or track your numbers, but my guess is is that, that you guys are doing these in multiple shale plays like you you are the companies are having very good success finding employees. That is correct. So um, our oil and gas events bring anywhere, you know, bring several thousand um, job seekers to the events. So most companies can fill um, all, of their, all of their needs for the positions that they have available. Several thousand people. I was going to ask you what type of attendance you see at these things. And I, I know a lot of times it's might not be, let's say you get 3,000 people there. It might not be all 3,000 people looking for jobs. It might be, you know, some supportive spouses or maybe, you know, somebody to go with that's an aunt and uncle. But the thing that I like about those people, they go out and tell 15 of their family, friends, and everything else about the job. Those are the ones who seem to be the best word-of-mouth advertisers. It's not the ones looking for the job. It's the one that's helping the person find the job. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that is true. Um, we have, you know, people that, that come um, with the job seekers, and, um, you know, they've, they've told, you know, 50, 60 people in their family, you know, and um, sometimes the people who accompany the job seekers also find employment while they're there, even though they weren't necessarily looking <laughs> when they came. But um, but for the most part, the majority of people who come to the events um, are looking, you know, Hey, I just I, I did that last weekend without even knowing it. I, I dropped my son and his friends off at the mall. I went to the food court for a little bit, got a coffee, hung out, ended up buying buying a shirt. You know, I mean, I wasn't planning on buying <laughs> anything, but I got bored, walked around. You know, caught my interest, impulse buy. You're right. There are people. There, there's impulse job movers without a doubt. You know, because a lot of people are always dreaming about you know, something else. And uh, so we're, exactly. we've got a few months. So I imagine you guys are still accepting companies and looking for companies to, to, to be a part of this end of May event. So we're talking May 30th. So uh, how can companies be a part of this event? You're not past deadline yet, are you? No. So we, we just opened up um, the company registration for the event um, and they can give us a call at 701-369-3330 to register. Um, they can also go onto our website um, for additional contact information, which is um, com, and they can get additional information there. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> with our events, 
we do make it very easy for the companies to um, register. We also make it very easy for them to um, hire on the spot at the event if they choose to. Um, we do have um, interview booths set up around the, the event. We um, have a drug testing company on site at the event. Um, just different things like that so that companies who do want to hire, you know, right there, right then and there, um, they can they can do that. Do you have a, a limit or do you have specific categories? Or just talk to me about some of the companies involved. You mentioned drug testing, so I was going to ask actually ask you about drug testing companies, but you kind of mentioned that's going to be there. So uh, talk to me about maybe some of the other companies that you guys have had in the past at some of your events, or do you guys have a cap, like you only accept a certain amount or anything like that? Just talk to me a little bit about the logistics and, and company history. Right. So with the oil and gas hiring events, um, it's really any company, um, you know, who, who work in the oil and gas industry. So it can be uh, support companies. It can be um, exploration companies. I mean, it, it can be any type of company within the oil and gas industry um, that are welcome to, to this event. Um, now with the oil and gas hiring events, you know, um, obviously, we don't really have, you know, food service, retail, those type of companies there. But um, any company that's, this is, that works within the oil and gas industry, is um, that's who, who come to these events. Sure. Okay. It's oil and gas hiring events. So there we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. Keep it simple, stupid, right? <laughs> this lousy host asks too many questions. Uh, how, how about how about the people that maybe have done it for the first time? You know, I'm sure you get repeat people that come back, but uh, right. what should they expect? I mean, is this something where they need a full on, you know, trade show booth display? Does a cardboard, bo you know, table, a card table work if that's even a thing anymore? Do you guys provide all the different things? Just how about some of that stuff? Because I'm sure there's, you know, there's some companies out there that would like to do something like this but they you know they're growing for the first time and they don't know what to do and so they're trying you know they're trying to watch every single penny and this and that and so um how about you know talk to me about that a little bit if somebody's here for the first time what's the expectations from that side of it right so at the event um when you reserve a booth your registration you the tables the chairs that that that's included um the pipe and draping that go around the booth is included. Um, we also can provide linen table covers if you need that for your for your tables. Um, and then they can just bring um, really just a banner or um, obviously applications. You know, some companies bring candy or, um, you know, water bottles or anything with their company logo on it. You know, companies bring that too. Um, they'll bring, you know, pop-up banners, things like that. But as far as a full-on trade show booth, um, you know, they don't need to bring. I mean, they can, um, but that's not um, really necessary, you know, for this type of event. Um, most just bring banners, 
pop-up banners, applications, you know, things like that. They, they keep it pretty, you know, keep the applications, probably more probably more printouts than anything, and then just some kind of logo representation, huh? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. what I figured. So, okay, it's, it's like most of the hiring events I've been to. Okay, we're not reinventing the wheel here, people. This is a, it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty standard, true type of a thing that works that a couple thousand people come to. So, all right, well, let's, let's wrap her up here. We've got... Uh, and the event is coming May 30th, 2019 at the Raymond Center in Williston, North Dakota. And that was Joey Brown with Permian Basin Hiring Events. They've got a Bakken hiring event May 30th at the Raymond Center in Williston, North Dakota. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Media Network is part of all kinds of different social media pages. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all of these different social media sites. Just go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab, and all of our pages are right there. We have 350,000 energy enthusiasts that follow the different Crude Life Media Network social media pages. Check us out, folks. We'd appreciate it very much. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Week in Review. I was born, where my heart still resides, where the nighttime lights earth and light on the horizon. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. You can run from the wintertime in the midnight black. Your neck, slow on the road like the fingers of a ghost. Wind is crying through a crack in the window. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, Terry Edom, energy writer and author of The End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity. This is Terry Edom, energy writer with the BOE Report. Outstanding. Thank you for joining us here today. In addition to the BOE report, your writing resume has gotten a little bit bigger. And before we get into uh, some of the topics on hand, let's start off by your the end of fossil fuel insanity, clearing the air before cleaning the air. It's a book written by Terry Edom, our guest here. And talk to me a little bit about the book, the process, where it's available, etc. Oh, sure. Uh, so the book originated, I've been writing an energy column for four or five years now, and uh, the point of the writing I try and do is to try and um, shave the edges off the extremes of the debate. We've, we've just become into such a locked, polarized debate here where um, there's a whole movement to kill the fossil fuel industry, and at the same time, there's a fossil fuel industry that points out, well, you can't survive without fossil fuels. We can't have our standard of living without fossil fuels. 
and it seems like debates just gotten very polarized and the um the extremists have taken over the the stage and the microphone and they've been talking about how easy it is going to be to get off fossil fuels and and i think the the fossil fuel industry the petroleum industry is what i speak for mostly um has kind of taken the the tack that people will realize that it's it it's uh, it should be obvious how much we rely on fossil fuels, but I think people don't pay that much attention to their energy sources, particularly in urban areas. And so I think it's uh, the, the the battle's just gotten away from us. So this is just an attempt to explain to people who are perhaps not directly involved in the petroleum industry um, just how reliant we are. Just try and make them understand that and how difficult it is going to be to go to different energy systems. I've brought up the phrase the religion of environmentalism because I believe that movement has turned into almost a religious type movement to where the the amount of blind faith and the amount of social causes that are really involved um it's it's I don't know just go ahead and take over from there is that is do you agree with that do you disagree with that is that anything your book talks about I I agree with that absolutely that it's become a, a good versus evil thing in the minds of a lot of people and they, when I say they've taken the stage, they're convincing people that it is evil to burn oil or natural gas is evil, and and because you're destroying the planet, and it's an easy sell because people get scared by those sorts of messages, and um, and and it's just such a flawed argument because it's actually what gives us life. Like, and if you look at the the recent cold snap that we've had here, like in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, there, like, what would have happened to that city if those natural gas lines had gone down going into the city? There's actually an incident in. Um, uh, Rhode Island, this was just before Christmas, where they declared a state of emergency because the natural gas demand was so high that it depressurized the system and people couldn't get enough supplies. They had to cut off 7,000 customers. That's not just homes, that's, or that's not 7,000 people, that's 7,000 customers. So that could be buildings, it could be all sorts of things. And they had to declare a state of emergency. That, that's how close these some of these communities are to a, a disaster and uh if, if fossil fuel supplies were cut never mind transportation or or imagine no air travel or something like that and, and i think that the the our industry hasn't been doing a great job of 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 elaborating on that to people we think it's obvious to people but it's not so so you're right it's become a religion and it's become you're evil if you're on one side and if you're good if you're on the other even though uh, we're the ones that keep everyone alive so this is a very interesting conversation because this is the birth of the planet's champion the champion of the planet i've 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 toyed with this call it you know wrestling gimmick if you will um to almost go over the top to elaborate a point of what you just talked about the industry does not do a good job of this and i agree they don't and um the one side has painted a picture of fear like you said and the when in fact the oil and gas industry could paint a reality of fear, not not a speculative fear, because I'll get into that no, in, ju- in just a moment. Absolutely real. But but yeah. the, but the reality is is that if fossil fuels went away at say thirty percent of what they're doing now, that would have an enormous disruption on the planet. It would have an enormous yeah. disruption on our way of life. It would have an enormous disruption on from the economy to just basically, uh, you know, like you said, transportation in general. 
So well, life as we know it would change if you if you took thirty percent away from uh, the, imagine a heating source gone in winter like I just mentioned, or, or or not being able to transport food, or or not being able to transport things by ship or, or air travel. Anything, any of those that you mentioned, it, it would just have such catastrophic consequences. But people take it for granted. You know, and even the a lot of the the um, the petroleum people I talked to downtown here, and I talked to a lot of them in in the heart of Canada's. In, petroleum business here like a lot of them will even say it there there is a, a date when we won't rely on fossil fuels as much we we agree with them on that it's just that it's not in 10 years it's going to be in 40 or 50 years and it's going to be really really hard to get there and we really need to think about it and have a roadmap how to get there rather than just saying well we have to stop it now uh, because there's no thought that goes into that and that's the you're right i think the the some of the examples you gave there are, are the place to start. You go for the low-hanging fruit. Like, why, why, do, why aren't we tackling those things first? And I use an example in the book there. I don't, I don't know what it's like in your state, but here we have a deposit on, on soda cans and, and beer cans and stuff. You return them, you get your deposit back. Well, why don't we have that on everything? Why don't you have it on a Starbucks cup? And why don't you have it as a $2 deposit? Would you think any of those will get thrown in the garbage if you have to pay a $2 deposit on a cup? Like it's, uh, we we just need to incentivize people to act in a, a different way so that they stop wasting things. And that was Terry Edom, the author of The End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity. He also is a writer for the BOE Report. Terry Edom. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's episode of The Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. I'd like to thank you folks for joining us, part of our Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. I'd like to thank Kevin Black, the president of Credence Energy Services, as well as Joey Brown with Permian Basin Hiring Events. Terry Edom, energy writer for the BOE Report and the author of The End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity. Thank you very much for joining us on today's program. We'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. If you're streaming us online, thank you very much. And also, if you're downloading one of our podcasts on iTunes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, all of our interviews are put on YouTube and Facebook Watch and the social media sites. So if you'd like to check out our interviews, subscribe to all that different social media, follow, subscribe, uh, nonsense. I call it nonsense because I can't keep up with it. I, I got rid of playing video games when they got more buttons than, than fingers. I mean, this one Nintendo, I think they had like 64 buttons on it. I didn't know what to do, so I gave up video games. I kind of feel like that was social media at times. So, But we have it. We've got the YouTubes. You go there, folks. TheCrudeLife.com. Click on the social media tab. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today's program. I thank you very much from the staff here at The Crude Life Week in Review. We're asking you to keep calm and crack on. So you got a place to land. Let's all depend on
Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 